0: Welcome to the Demand Gen Made Simple podcast. I'm your host, Janelle Amos, and in this podcast, we talk about all things, you guessed it, demand generation in a simplified way. We cover the basics of what demand generation is all the way through to how to get started and how to be successful when launching your demand generation framework. Thank you so much for joining me today. Let's dive in. You made the change to the demand gen strategy. You deployed some really cool new campaigns and derived some new strategies only to come out and find that your demand gen strategy isn't quite working. It's not deriving the pipeline or the conversations or the leading indicators that you heard a demand gen strategy should be driving. In today's episode, we're going to talk about what to do when that happens and if your demand gen strategy isn't necessarily working. Before we dive in, the few things that I would question if you're being faced with this challenge right now is, do you have a full-blown strategy in place right now? Is there a plan that you're following? Or are you just kind of piecemealing as you go and you're running demand gen campaigns, but there's no larger plan in place or strategy or initiative that's driving kind of like what your North Star is when we talk about a demand gen strategy, right? You've got to have some sort of um finalized metric you've got to have like an end point on where the business should be navigating towards when we're coming from you know different points so you start at a you go to b you go to c like what's that next step and what determines success if somebody is successfully deploying a demand and strategy like what does that mean have you identified that as your north star yet if you haven't, let's start there. Let's start identifying those things, do an analysis of what's working, what's not working, and then start backing our way into what we want success to look like. This is really important to do right now in today's economy as we're being pressed with some really unpredictable times, to be honest. I mean, some things could really go very at an expedited rate and other things come back and they're just being like drawn out or the tires are being kicked. So I'm not fully sure what you guys are seeing right now in this economy and this impact, but one thing that's been tried and true is that marketing is ever-changing. It's always been kind of tricky to figure out like what's the best practices or what are some of the leading indicators or what you should be doing because marketers are trained to be adaptive. They're trained to look at like what that next best thing is or who's this next big influencer to follow and what this new trend is starting with or if this channel is dead. And we forget sometimes to extract all that And to go back to the basics and to go back to the fundamentals and to really strip down why we're doing something to begin with and what does good look like. So if you're being like faced with all this right now, and maybe you deployed a demand and strategy and you're just like kind of feeling stuck, I just want to let you know that right now, the economy, the times, the buying, like everything right now is really, really challenging. And as I mentioned just a few minutes ago, extremely unpredictable. So that doesn't mean that you suck at your job, right? I'll, I'll start there. Like us marketers by nature, we have to be very, very flexible and um, able to pivot really quickly or else we become outdated like really, really quick. There's good and bad to that characteristic, right? But I, th- I mentioned this because before we really deep dive into whether something is working or not working just yet, you need to ask yourself, where we currently are today, this goes back to that North Star. And if you've kind of done the little breadcrumbs that are needed to help your strategy come to life. So some of the things that um, come to mind when we talk about what those breadcrumbs are, are market research. Have you done market research yet? Do you know who you're supposed to be talking to as like an audience for your company? Who's your ideal buyer right now? Who's the decision maker? Who's the influencer? What are some of their business challenges that would entice them to learn from a solution or to buy a solution like yours? Have you done specific customer research? Why are some of the customers that you have buying from you? And what challenges are you solving with them? Why do they continue to renew their contract with you? Let's take a look also on your data analysis of the campaigns that you've been running. If you have enough data running this demand-gen strategy, you can go in and you can see what's been working on your prior initiatives that are like really good at sourcing conversations for the business, right? You can also look at what's been really good at closing business. So you can also identify like what's what's been a waste of time and money, right? So if you did this analysis prior to switching to a demand-gen strategy, you probably have it you can go reference to, but if you're running a demand-gen strategy, you have to do this data analysis right now before we can determine what's successful and what's not successful, right? So take a deep dive into your platforms, into your, if it's advertising platforms, if it's your CRM, if it's your market automation platform, whatever tools and technologies you're using in your current demand-gen strategy and your framework, look at how this all comes to life kind of in the larger story before we you know slash and say that something isn't working just because we're not seeing it in one direct channel or one direct tool doesn't necessarily mean that the impact is zero however if you haven't done these things like market research customer research or any type of data analysis i wouldn't be surprised if some of your campaigns aren't working or if if you're not seeing the leading indicators that they are working. It's because you're missing a chunk of your fundamentals. So what if if you've done all this, right? You've, You've deployed demand gen, you have done market research, you've done customer research, and you've done your data analysis and you're still not seeing success. Here's the next thing that I would ask you. What does success look like? Before you deploy that campaign or that channel or that tactic, what did you outline would be your success factor prior to going live? what's the success of a demand generation strategy for you? If you don't have these identified yet, let's start there, right? Let's go back to the drawing board. This goes back to that North Star analogy. We need to figure out what we're working towards and backtrack into how we're going to get there. So let's identify, you know, first up and, first and foremost, what success will look like for you and your business and your team when you deploy and run a demand in campaign. Yeah, and make sure everybody's on the same page and what we're measuring and what we're pushing to do. And I call this out specifically because demand gen is not a silver bullet, especially for companies who are changing from a lead gen strategy, right, or any other go-to-market motion to try and run a demand gen motion. It's not a silver bullet. You don't just flip a switch and see something night and day difference that immediately is going to get the hoorah and the championship and the buy-in behind it to continue doing what you're doing. Like sometimes it's going to be a lot of grunt work. Sometimes it's going to take time. And especially if you haven't taken the time to do market research or customer research or messaging research or, you know, alignment with your ICPs, you're kind of just delaying the impact of that success factors just due to the lack of your own lack of due diligence, right? So you could still deploy a plan, a demand gen plan, but you you won't know what's working because you don't know how to measure it. So we got to go back and really understand what success and measurement looks like before we deploy. and transparently spend money into driving a demand gen foundation. If you've still done all these things and you've identified success and you're still not fully seeing the traction of what you were hoping to get from a demand gen strategy. There are five things that I've identified that you should be asking yourself or, you know, um, doing the analysis of to better understand what's working and what's not working. The first thing is see how long it's been in play you may have done a demand gen deployment, you may have identified what success looks like, but have you also identified how long it would take to see those results? Sometimes you're just plugging, you know, you're trying to pull the plug too soon. You haven't really given it the opportunity to really shine and show what success is going, is what the success capabilities are going to be on that specific channel or tactic. So before you slash and say something is or is not working, get a better understanding on what, how long it should take to see those success. The second thing on the list is look at the impact more bottom funnel or more down funnel. Just because you're not seeing results directly like in a platform doesn't necessarily mean that something isn't working. Sometimes I like to look at like the campaigns inside of Salesforce and roll that back into a specific contact record that's associated with an opportunity to see all of the marketing touch points that's come to play in a specific person's journey that drew them to have an opportunity or to close one with us, right? Those are important leading marketing metrics that we need to better understand that sometimes you don't even see in other platforms. (laughs) You couldn't even get that picture or analysis if you wanted to. Um, so really, strapping that back into like, what are some of the core technologies that were, you know, your source of truth, or that hub that really brings it back into really looking at like, when we look at what marketing is being tasked to do is to drive the open opportunities and to drive qualified pipeline and close one revenue for the business. If we can't see that impact down funnel, that's a problem. So before we turn anything off, when we're saying that it is or is not working, let's start seeing one, making sure you have enough time to accumulate this data; two, making sure that you're actually doing the analysis to see what that impact is further down the funnel. And sometimes that just means talking to a sales rep. Sometimes, like sometimes, your conversations can just get better or can get easier. They don't have that many objections that they have to overcome. Sometimes it's not necessarily like a tactical data point that you'll find within your CRM. Sometimes it's just it's the leading indicators of your sales team is saying, hey, I've had some really great conversations coming after we've switched to this new direction. That's what you should be looking towards. The third thing is to identify what is or is not working. So is your targeting off? Is your messaging off? Are you trying new creatives? Do you maybe need more budget? And I will caveat that with sometimes throwing money is not the problem. (laughs) Yes, sometimes budget is the problem, but Don't just say this isn't working. We need to throw more dollars into it and hope that it comes into something. Like hope is not a strategy. (laughs) Hope is definitely not a strategy. And throwing money at a problem is not the best way or the correct way to test and to deploy a channel tactic or strategy. So really identify what that core reason is that it's not working. What's not working for you and why? What can you do about that? The fourth thing on the list is to look at your leading indicators. When we change to a demand and strategy, what we consider successful is really hard to measure, right? It, get, it takes time to measure. So when we look at open opportunities, or if we looked at pipeline acceleration or close one business, sometimes that could take like six months, right? So. If you're only month three or month four, and you're still not fully seeing that traction yet to pipeline or to close one revenue, that doesn't mean again, that something isn't necessarily working. What you need to be looking at is the leading indicators that we're on the right track. You, from deployment, you gotta start looking at what's working, what's not working, are we on the right track? So some of the things that you'll see an uptick in is like website visitors the correct ones from qualified accounts or from accounts within your ICP. If you have technology like Six Sense, it can easily tell you those are in your total addressable market, those are in your um, ideal customer profile and how they're specifically navigating through your buyer's journey from an awareness or the named account portion all the way through awareness, consideration, decision and purchase. Those are gonna start being the leading indicators on if those accounts are visiting your website. Are they engaging with your content? Are they attending events that you're hosting? What, you know, all those different leading indicators is showing that you're on the right track. If you're not getting any of those, then yeah, it's probably not working and you should revisit if those channels are the right ones that you should be on to begin with. And this goes back to the market and the customer research. How do they hear about you? Why do they buy from you? How do they consume their knowledge? How do they, who do they trust in, in the buying process? Where should you be present as a company, as a marketer, with your messaging and with your opportunities for engagement for the audience that you're trying to reach? The fifth thing on the list is if you, I would question what you're doing and like how, how much you're actually doing, right? So if you're stretching yourself really, really thin, then maybe you're not necessarily giving each channel or each tactic the true dedication that's needed for the research, the to research, create, deploy, and optimize correctly because you're stretched too thin and maybe you've skipped a few steps or you've left one running for far too long. And now, you know, you're trying to figure out how to take a few steps back and get back and optimize and relearn what you did in the first place. So if you're like a sole marketer or a really small scrappy team, sometimes you're pressured with doing all these great things. So you really got to kind of like pull things back and really understand like, what are you supposed to be doing right now? Like what are the core channels that you need to be focused on that you absolutely cannot miss out in your go-to-market? From there, figure out how to do those really, really well and then start adding in other ones. If something isn't working holistically, there's probably like a hole somewhere that could be plugged. And this goes down to really understanding like do you have the time and resources to really like research, create and deploy and continue optimizing everything that you put in place a few months ago? Part of Demand Gen, like as a whole, which is one of the things that I really love about Demand Gen, but it can also get like really messy, is that it's a learning game. Like there is no one size fits all strategy for demand gen. There is no best practice, there is no best playbook for demand gen. Like it all comes down to who your audience is, where your audience is, your specific budget, your niche, your technology, your differences, right? All these things come into play in terms of like what you should leverage for your success for demand gen strategy. So what I love about demand gen is that you you get to have the opportunity to marry your marketing hunches, right? Like all of those that the the hunch you feel inside of your stomach. You you get the time where you're like, you know, this isn't working and I'm not fully sure why, but like my gut is that this isn't the right technique or my gut is that we should be doing this instead. So you get to marry those hunches with your data analysis. The things that if you're talking to a sales rep or if you're pulling reports inside of your CRM, you get to start marrying like all these things together to really come to a concluded strategy that can be successful. And again, test, optimize, try and figure out if it's the right channel and don't stretch yourself too thin. Part of what being a a good marketer is about in addition to, you know, just marketing in and of itself being a learning game is like part of what makes a marketer a good marketer is being able to try something new and test if it works and then scale it. And being able to do this where you're not doing 10 million channels at once and you're trying to test it all together as like a holistic strategy. You have to take a crawl, walk, run model with demand gen or else you're just going to kind of end up like being all over the place. Your messaging may get diluted. Your budget's going to be overspent, probably underutilized. And so this is one thing actually that Chris Walker talks about. He has a five-step R and D and go-to-market uh, plan that he is using, and I agree wholeheartedly with that. Is you've got to figure out what's what's working, why you need to be there first, and how to really prove success with it before we start going telling the world what we do and how we do it, and then trying to replicate that on another channel. So at the end of the day, if you're if you're running a true dimension strategy and you're not seeing the results, I would question whether the channels. The messaging, the tactics—if they're the right ones that you're supposed to be on for your audience and your product and your industry—there could be a totally wrong strategy that's being deployed right now. And if something isn't working, my hunch, and this goes back to having a good marketing hunch, is that there's probably a fundamental problem somewhere. You skipped a step, or you're trying to go too um, too fast, too soon. So let's reel that back and figure out what that fundamental problem is, solve it, optimize, repeat. So make sure you identify what the root of the problem is before you plug, you pull the plug too soon. And the last thing that I'll leave you all with is also like know, know what your limitations are. Know when to bring in somebody that's smarter than you. Sometimes that's a team member, sometimes it's a boss, sometimes that's a friend, sometimes that's an agency or a consultant. You don't know what you don't know And that's okay. Like, that's part of what makes the beauty of a team is you bring all these different diverse experiences and diverse um, um, minds into something to create something new. And so, just because, like, if you're a sole marketer, if you're a small, scrappy team, like, you don't have to have all the answers. Like, sometimes it's okay to know when to ask for help. But also, you know, know your limitations and raise your hand when you identify that. It's probably time to bring somebody in that can help solve something. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Demand Gen Made Simple podcast. If you found this episode valuable, please do not forget to subscribe. Thanks and see you next time.